When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What is going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer, Mike Goolsby, live on a Sunday evening with this week's Mike Goolsby show. Oh man, lots, lots to talk about uh, with the former Notre Dame captain and linebacker. Um, we just had our 45-minute production meeting where I scripted <laughs> Goolsby and told him exactly what he needs to say, or else, obviously joking. Um, Mike, we don't need to dance around it. What are your thoughts? Let's just tell me what. Of all the things, of course, we're going to get into the weeds of this game and what's next for Notre Dame and all that stuff. But just your, your first, what's on your mind about this Notre Dame loss against Louisville? Well, in, in thinking in, in lieu of this show, I was going to mention, so folks, after we get off the air, Singer and I will talk for a couple seconds. You know, how's life going? What'd you eat at Taco Bell most recently? Mm-hmm. Important stuff. And I'm just like, dude, we're going to lose the Louisville. And I did tell you that. You did. And yeah, I think, and folks like, you know, I can't tell you how much prep I personally put in the show. I mean, I watched that game three, four times in the previous game. And I try to put notes in my phone. Again, I try to c- come up with creative thoughts. But when the lights go on, when you know, when, when we go live and we do the show, most of the time I don't really know what is coming out of my mouth. You know, <laughs> I, I, you know, because you just get worked up. And um, but I, you know, going back and I watched that last episode, and it seemed like it naturally rubbed people the wrong way. But I just was like, open the show with like, are we getting better? Are we getting worse? And, you know, that was met with, of course, a lot of boo, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. And then uh, like the other kind of message or themes throughout the last episode was you got to choose where you're at with Freeman. Like you got to make your mind up as a fan. Am I riding with this guy? And I'm going to take the lumps as he learns on the job. Um that's that's the only choice at least for this guy you know for this ex-captain I'm with Marcus but 
Is Marcus Freeman a good head coach? In-game? No, he's not. He's a, he's a world-class, like, off-season coach. You know, all the media stuff and the recruiting, the recruiting pickups and all that. I mean, that's why he was brought here to be the face of the program and a big component to be in the face of the program. You know, that, that kind of bears itself out in recruiting. But in-game operations, um, it's like yikes. And the reason I asked the fan base and I wanted commentary, you know, in, in terms of the comments, I love reading those comments, was like, are we getting better? Are we getting worse? And to me, man, it goes back to uh, our second to final drive against Ohio State. There's three minutes and some change left. We've got, we've got them where we want them. We have this freaking game one. Boom. Audric estimate 11, 12 yards. We take them off the field, and I'm just like, ever since that play, this season, 2023 season, it's been super sketchy, brother. And, um, like, you go back to the Duke game, the 12 penalties. You know, we had to, um, you know, win the game on a heroic last drive, you know, fourth and 16 pickup from our, our quarterback. And maybe I'm crazy, Singer. But I'm like, that ain't good. Like, I personally didn't celebrate that. Now, granted, it's Duke, and they've come a long way, and Mike Elko's a great coach. And granted, like, we played well against Ohio State, and, you know, our offense, there's excuses. There's reasons. Jim Knowles, their defensive coordinator, is a great coach. But I'm just like, you could see the writing on the wall, that this wasn't trending in the right way, and um, rubber met the road against Louisville. Sorry, man. Is your mic kind of tucked into your shirt? Yeah, just pull it out because it was kind of getting muffled here and there. There well, we go. On three bought me this mic. It, it's a it, it, you sound great. You it sound great. It just kind of dipped into your shirt there. Um so, anyways, that's that's yeah. where I'm at. That's where I'm starting the show. Is like I'm frustrated. It's hard to watch, it's painful. It's like we've seen this movie before, but in this instance, I've been doing this long enough and I've been paying close enough attention. It's like me personally. I'm not surprised. I kind of saw it coming and tried to say as much, tried to say as much last episode. And the biggest indicators for that were just like the, the, the struggles against Duke. It's like, yes, well, like, you know, guys like me, we're, we're, we're celebrating that they won. You're more thinking, yeah, you did, but you're not going to be Louisville if you keep playing like this. That's, so that's this, it's, right. it's weird. It's weird because it's like, you saw, Mike, of course, like the Notre Dame football media put out that video post Duke, right, where the coaches – and for those that haven't seen it, look it up on Twitter. But it was basically like this cool edited – like they took like the coaches' microphones and spliced it into the game action, like the buildup. It was like a trailer for a movie type thing. It was pretty – it was cool. I guess, like I didn't like it. Because, again, we're, like, celebrating. We're trying to capitalize on the fact that we had, like, to do some last-minute heroics to beat a Duke. Yeah. Um, so it's like, have we embraced, like, are we Northwestern, you know, 1994, like the Cardiac Cats? They used to call them this before your time. But, you know, their their former head coach, Patrick Sterling, like, they, they won all these games in crazy fashion. And, and like, the, the, the nation kind of glommed onto it, the Cardiac Cats. Like, is that what we are? Are we going to embrace that? Um, so like that video 
it just it I didn't I didn't like it because again we shouldn't celebrate like a a, a near a barely win against against the Duke and yeah. then just offensively that you can build in excuses again the, the excuse for Ohio State like talent NFL talent you're playing a great defensive coordinator the excuse against Duke was um, we're just coming off of the Ohio State loss and then it was like oh Mike Elko is a world class coach nobody's calling Marcus Freeman world class coach. I mean, when we're talking about in-game operations, nobody's talking about that. So um, I'm still riding with Coach Freeman. There's not a doubt in my mind. But, folks, this is what you get. He doesn't quite know what he's doing. And how could he? He's never done it before. You know, it's like uh, it's like playing a quarterback that's starting his first game on the road or something. It's like, you know, he might not play well. Like, this is his first start. You know, you got to give some, some people empathy sometimes. And I'm gi- giving – Freeman empathy. The issue is, Mike, the last thing we talked about this like preseason. This is Marcus Freeman's football program, not just football team. This is his football program. You know, like you got a new AD on the way in. You got a new strength coach, new quarterback, new offensive coordinator, new special teams coach down the list. Like there is no remnants of, of Brian Kelly still left in this in that football building. So he takes full ownership of this. Right, right. So looking at the Louisville game, uh, Mike, is there like a a biggest blame that you have for this loss, like an an area, a position group? Um, Well, I mean, again, it's like, again, trying to come up with something creative, Singer. Dude, just let it rip. You don't yeah, dude, I mean, the, blame, the blame goes to Parker, who is, you know, a Freeman hire. Freeman, you know, elevated him into the offensive coordinator role. He was previously the tight ends coach last year. And it, so Freeman's never called a game or never been a head coach before. And Parker has never called a, called a game before. And it's interesting, you know, the, the reason that people thought that Notre Dame had a chance this year to make a playoff run was due to who, Mike? Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman. And it was like, which is fine. And Sam's a fine player and like he's done everything he could, right? Didn't have a great game this. I'm not, I'm not putting it on Sam Hartman. People want me to. People think I'm going to going to. I'm not. He's surely a part of it. I'm rocking, you know, I'm repping Sam today, dude. Wait, wait, wait. Do that again. Do that again, please. Yeah, dude. I'm rocking the Sam Hartman T, man. So shout out to home field. But uh, I'm not putting it on Sam. I'm putting it on Parker. I texted actually John Kennedy from the Always Irish podcast. Love John. Yeah. He and I have kind of became texting buddies as if he needs any more. But um, after that first series, after Sam's pick, Parker was shook. And that's why I was just like, Parker shook. But yeah, it goes to Parker. And Tim Hyde and I are on the same page. And that's one other thing that I was probably accurate about was our lack of like wide receiver talent, even though we we're told all offseason how remarkable it is. Yeah, like, I'm sure, sure, they're a big part of it, but like they can't be that bad. I mean, you could turn on Akron versus Bowling Green and like they're throwing the ball around the yard. Like it's 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 Parker. We don't have an identity. We talked about this the last couple of years under Coach Reese. We don't have an identity. Like, if we want to throw the ball, let's throw the ball. If we want to run the ball, you got to mix it up. Parker's biggest problem is it's like as complicated as football can be, Singer. Like, it's not that complicated. Yeah. Tim talked about this last night, like the numbers in the box. 
And I called for this, I think two weeks ago, Singer. Like, can we give Hartman an audible? Like, yeah, we're talking about send him into the huddle with two play calls. Yeah. So it's like, we come to the line, you've got another, you know, just stuffed up inside run. Let's check out of it. You know, if they got nine guys in the box, let's check out of it. Mike, I'm just, I'm kind of surprised. Is is sympathy the right word? A little sympathy for Hartman? No, 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 no. He's he's making too much money to get sympathy. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, pick a different word then. That that's a, a synonym for that. You know, just I like mean, I mean, listen, because Mike, let me before you go. Literally, what you said is exactly what I was thinking. Like, and I and Tim on the board today was like, I don't put this game on Hartman. I was like, I don't put it on Hartman either. But he gets some of the blame. He's just not my biggest reason. So me and you are actually on the same exact page. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, but. It's 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 fascinating. So we talk about the inexperience at the coaching level. It's the head guy in Freeman still learning on the job, and it's the play caller and Parker. Yeah, empathy and sympathy are cousins, right? Um, but what did what did Freeman want in this quarterback this year? What trait? Of course, it's not a tangible thing, right? God forbid we get a quarterback with tangible traits. What was the number one intangible? that Freeman wanted in a quarterback, Mike? Experience. That's correct. That's correct. Ding, ding, ding. I'm too so why did, you know, why did we value experience? Because you have, at the quarterback position, you value experience so much. And, the, you know, the quarterback competition, you know, was, if, as I said, in January 1, we did this podcast, brother. I was like, if, if the number one trait, the number one thing he's looking for is experience, any other quarterback's going to lose that competition. Yeah. So... Hartman does take a fair bit of blame, but no, he is not to blame. Um, he hopefully, and this may be no fault of his own, but he was supposed to kind of save or offset the inexperience at the coaching level. He was supposed to elevate the offense, right? Um, yeah. He did throw three interceptions. He did, but it just seems like, Notre Dame needs a better quarterback to save this mess. Like Hartman, as good as he is, he's not good enough to save this mess right now. Is that no. fair? No, no, he's that's the thing, Mike. He's not the problem, right? Nor is he the solution. Let me say that's, that again. He's he not, the problem, not the problem. Say it with me, singer. Nor not, is he the solution. Nor the solution. Yeah, because I think to fix this current mess, they need Caleb Williams. Like, I, I don't know, dude. Yeah, I mean, well, it, it would be nice when you talk about, like, the offense, and I've heard everybody complain. It's like, what do you do? What do you do? So I'm happy to get into, like, putting my little two cents in the uh, piggy bank or whatever, like what I might do on offense. But with Sam, as you talked about last night with Singer, or excuse me, with Hyde, mm-hmm. it's like if, if the structure of the play isn't perfect, he's not going to thrive. So it would be nice to have a, a quarterback with some Caleb Williams – you know, escapability, spontaneity, et cetera. And that's kind of what wins in college football. And that's where it's like, it's tough with Sam. So can you get him out of the pocket, et cetera, right? Yeah. Yeah. Defensively, Mike, what do you think? Like, because Tim and I were like, man, they played played their asses off in the first half, and then the wheels just kind of fell off the wagon in, in the second half. Yeah, 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 yeah. I might have watched that Duke game. I mean, I, I sometimes I stay up late and I'll just put the games back on the preview. I mean, I might have watched that game all in four, five and a half times. 
so I've warmed to our defense, right? I, you know, Golden's like concepts and stuff like that. They're like a, a kind of annoying because I'm just kind of like an old school lineup and play guy, but it does kind of work to a degree. Okay. Um, yeah, and I thought the defense played hard. Um, you know, they they definitely got hung out to dry. You know, I played on it, that 02 defense, which is a great defense historically for Notre Dame. And I was like, I don't think we scored a touchdown the first three, four, you know, five games of the year or whatever. But it's just, uh, yeah, the, the, so to answer your question, the defense played well. We only created one turnover, and that was Sam Hart kind of knocking that ball out. And it was like, hey, not a great play by, by Cam. Cam got beat, missed a tackle, and by the grace of God, as the guy was, like, going around him, he reaches his arm out, and he knocked the ball out. So we got a lucky turnover. Um, term, turnover margins to me are like the most important statistic in college football, right? Captain obvious, but it's important. Um, you know, we can get into Mar- Marist, you know, we can do it. You know what, Mike, you know what I want to get into? I want to get back into looking at that shirt of yours. Can you, can you show the, can you show the, the YouTube? Only if you're reading the home field ad, dude. Oh, that, that's what I'm about to do. You just need to show it off first. Hey, real quick. Yeah. So repping Sam, you know. Uh, home field, by the way, I had saw their stuff and this is me jumping into the ad read, Mike, I had saw their stuff like, you know, on an Instagram feed or something like that. I'm like, it's cool. Now I'm not, uh, I never made a purchase, but home field was kind enough to send a box, a ton of stuff. The packaging is great. And I'm telling you folks, it fits well. It's like, it's, if you're going to buy an ND shirt, take a peek. Well, now I'm kind of jealous. I want some more stuff. Maybe one of these days I'll get my uh, my tennis sweater finally. Oh, I was um, blown away. I was blown away. Very gracious to them. I mean, there's a ton of stuff. Yeah. Well, well, folks, this is where I say I'd like to introduce you to Homefield, but Goolsby just did that. It's, uh, it's a, a company based out of Indianapolis, um, and they have some uh, comfortable, officially licensed clothing. Um, and uh, really blowing up as a company, too. Like, they're just doing phenomenal stuff. That Sam Hartman shirt. Um, it, it is definitely, um, you know, one of their, uh, more unique and, and cool looking products. So, uh, I definitely love their Notre Dame's designs. They went back into the archives, the old school stuff, and, uh, they've created some unique and thoughtful, um, clothes. So, um, they have licenses to actually over 150 colleges. So you can find that college shirt for anyone. And when you use that promo code blue gold 23, you will receive 15% off your first order with home fields, a site that is easy to shop to find that uh, perfect college football gear on um, that you need to complete your game day outfit. Be prepared for this fall by shopping today at homefieldapparel.com And remember to use promo code blue gold 23, and you will receive 15% off your first purchase. Um, yeah, Mike, uh, you guys know that um hold on let me let me pull this up uh the meme of two buttons okay the two button generator meme um let me show this maybe i don't know how much you guys are kind of into memes but i sent this to Goolsby during the game yesterday for folks watching on youtube or for fo- for folks listening via podcast i'll explain this to you it's a it's a guy and he's sweating he doesn't know which button to pick on the left side i could put you know blame marist or, you know, blame Hartman. 
And I was like, Goolsby doesn't know which one to pick here. Does he blame Maris or the camp or blame Hartman? So you're not not much. Uh, uh, well, listen, you know, but not, listen, Linda. Go ahead. Listen. Did I cut you off like per usual? No, I was just about to say. Just I, I was just going to segue into uh, your your thoughts on on Maris because well, just back to back to the Hartman thing. Yeah, because um, it, it is the quarterback at Notre Dame, right? And he was a very highly touted like transfer, and he was. I mean, people didn't think we were going to the playoff because of Jared Parker, the first time play caller, right? A lot of that fell on Sam, you know, those expectations. And he hasn't met them. The offense hasn't met the expectations. And I've never blamed Sam, but I just, I've asked the question, is this what you thought you were getting when you were so hyped up in the off season? And it's not, you know? So it's like I said, he is not the problem, nor is he the solution. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, but, but, I mean, Maris's boneheaded, like, face mask thing, you know, you could say that lost us the game. Football doesn't work like that. We all know it's, in this, you know, it's an assemblage of plays that lead up to certain things. It's part of the reason we love it. We're part of the reason I love it. Yeah. I've been in that situation before where he was getting double teamed and he was kind of getting his ass kicked. And out of frustration, he did that. My first NFL game, I ran down a kickoff and I was getting the crap blocked out of me. And I, like, went to, like, knee the guy in the head, like, to get off of the block. Like, it just came out of me. I didn't plan to do it. Didn't get called for a penalty, but yeah, dumb, dumb penalty. You know, Fisher had a dumb penalty, but this goes back to Freeman. You know, we, we've become an undisciplined team. Whatever you saw, the model that you saw the first four weeks, it was fool's gold. It just was. Mike, did you follow the whole drama with the offensive line rotation, how they were? Well, that was another thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's bizarre. And I thought Tim made a very novel thought, great thought by Tim, where he was like, Joe Alt was, so again, for if folks are, you know, coming in from, if you were underground the last 24 hours, uh, we rotated, like we took out our starting guard, you put in Billy Shrouth, who was supposed to win the job in the offseason, but then got beat in the, the 11th hour by Pat Coogan. We put him in, like next series that he go, he moves over to right guard. Andrew Kristopic, who is in the running for the right guard spot, gets slid into center at some point during the game. And Tim said, like, Joe Walt was asked about this in the postgame presser. Joe Walt says that was kind of the plan all week was to get some, you know, rotate guys. And Tim, I think rightly so, is like, well, if those players are like, well, we're going to rotate guys against Louisville, the team tends to take them less seriously. And I think that's probably pretty accurate. It's silly, but I did say in our preseason pro uh, pre like preview show, I expected I whoever the starters were in Coogan and and, and Spindler. I've never been a fan of Spindler. Um, I was like, I think I don't I don't think it'll end up that way. I forget exactly what I said, but I, there's going to be some shuffling, and you saw it this week. So what do you do next week? I don't know. The strangest thing: do the rotation against Tennessee State, Central Michigan, Navy, which is what I called for. Did I not? Did I not, Mike? It's very strange, dude. Did I not? Did I not say that though? Uh, yeah, I think you don't even do this at all. I would just be like, go with the no, guy. Everybody was like, "Oh, it's a crazy people. idea." No, I was like, start Rocco and Coogan. Start different combinations. The first two, three cupcakes of the season. Go to Ohio State with the best fit, with the best pairing at guard. I yeah. said that a couple different times. Yeah. <sighs> so yeah, it was it was frustrating to watch. Um. 
you know how are you feeling right now mike you feeling okay like what's 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 going on in that brain of yours just like like you're feeling about notre dame football right now like just what 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 are you thinking how's your heart it's just yeah it's 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 just frustration i think just uh, share the same sentiment as everybody it's frustration and like for me personally singer like in this role yeah mixing it up on the message boards and you know this singer like i've taken a ton of heat like i'm i have feelings you know like like it's so like some of my opinions have turned out to be somewhat accurate, but that like doesn't detract from like the 10 months of getting like, you know, negativity. So it's like, in a way it's like, I kind of saw this coming, but then you can't be overly negative like preseason or during the season. So it's a constant wrestling match for me. It really is, but you're disappointed. Yeah. You know, you're disappointed. Yeah. I'm just sad. That's just, yeah. Funny. Just kind of sad. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sad because, like I said, I thought I saw it coming based off the way that we performed offensively, and then some of the like the, you know, the coaching decisions, like wanting to go for a field goal at the end of the Duke game. Like, there's just been some like major red flags, and you know, in terms of like running an operation as a head coach. And again, you give him some empathy, be patient, but like, there's some stuff where it's just kind of like, man, I don't know about that. Yeah, Mike, I got uh, one more uh, uh, one more ad read here in the meantime. So let's get into that real quick. Um, let's hear from Irish Realty, folks. It's your ticket to football weekend enjoyment as it presents the Eddie Square townhomes. These three, four, and five-bedroom townhomes offer everything the Notre Dame football fan could want. 30 renovated and refurbished townhomes have the location you want with a gathering space to kick back and enjoy your weekend in South Bend. And Eddie Square townhomes are now available for purchase and affordably priced starting at $349,900. So stop by and visit the new model just off Eddie Street. That's close to campus. East Race in downtown South Bend. Check out Eddie Square Townhomes at irishrealty.net. Again, irishrealty.net. Goolsby, you want to go on and go on, go in on one with me? What do you think? Um, well, we just bought another house. So, in the midst of all of this, we're trying to get the current house ready to sell. So, holler at me in a couple of years. But yeah, I was at South Bend for the Ohio State game. And there's Irish realty signs all over the place. Okay, cool. And some of those houses are stunning. Yeah. Stunning. Oh, look at that. Goolsby just thrown in a little little something, something for Irish realty. So check it out. Yeah, Irish well, I am a sales guy for a living, you know. All right. <laughs> Super chats we're going to get to uh, in about 19 minutes or so, or until Goolsby tells me he's ready to go to those. Yeah, until I wave the white flag, sure. But I thought this was a really interesting one to get to right away. A okay. twist on the question from JP. Is this what Hartman thought he was getting? So you're asking, is this what we thought we were getting Hartman? I think this is a pretty interesting way to put it, Mike. Is yeah. this what Hartman thought he was getting? Because, I mean, dude, they're, they're, they're... go ahead, Mike. Well, are the checks uh, clearing? So that matters. And you're then really on the money thing, Ghouls. Well, it's very real. Yeah. It's very real. And as you said, you're not mad at it. No, I'm not mad at it. Get your money. No, 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 no. But I'm sure the check's cleared. Also, um, this is an interesting little story. So, like, my year for the draft, right? Like, I'm not getting drafted. Six rounds going by, talking to some teams. It's like, okay, writing's on the wall. You're not getting drafted. So then you jump on the internet and you start looking at, like, depth charts, like what team's going to give you the best chance to make the team, et cetera. Like, you do stuff like that. 
but it's happening like it's it's wild. It's happening like live fire because they're trying to cement their rosters or whatever. Sam Hartman had some time to make the decision. You know, he had some time to look at the rosters, et cetera. You know, go back and pick his top three, interview with the offensive coordinators, watch some film over a Zoom call. All of that. St- I'm not saying that happened, but all that stuff is entirely reasonable. Yep. Yep. So, yes, he knew what he was getting himself into. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, is Freeman a world-class recruiter? We like to think so. And maybe Sam met him with some counterpoints and Freeman sold him on the idea of coming here. Yeah. You know, I could tell you, like, that <laughs> 10 minutes left in the game, it's 4th and 11, and we go for it in our own territory. Yeah, you want to talk about that? Thank you for the super chat, JP. Yeah, thanks, JP. And hopefully I answered your question, buddy. Um, the fourth and eleven. Why did Freeman do that? Three timeouts, right? In ten minutes left. You know why he did it? And this isn't me blaming Hartman, but he did it because he has Sam Hartman. He believed in that magic that he. And this is again just me throwing stuff against the wall, but I believe this to be true. He believed in that magic. We tried to bottle that magic from that Duke last minute win. And we put it out there for the public to consume with this video I talked about previously. He's like, Oh, he can do it. Sam can do it. And I think we took a sack or something. If I remember correctly. I agree with you. Yeah. Well, that that's not Sam's fault, but Freeman has put so much based off of what I said previously about the inexperience as a play caller inexperienced as a head coach he gave him the keys to the car because he has six years of doing this and sam's a you know really good quarterback but uh that's not that in that scenario the fourth and 11 thing that's not fair to sam i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You guys have no idea how much I hate when Goolsby's right. I haven't been wrong like a lot. I was right about the receivers. The receivers, that's the biggest thing for me on this team, Mike, where I just feel kind of like duped. 
I don't know if that's the right term, but just my uh, my optimistic well, self. Who do, so who do you who do you think dupe? And if you were dupe singer, a lot of folks were. Like a lot of people watching were dupe. So who duped you? I, I I have no one to blame but myself. I'm the re- I bought into it. Like bought into what though was the uh, the hype, talent? Right? I, I look at the uh, talent. I've every receiver in the room. I covered their recruitment. Like I, I know their story. I've been following them for years. I just liked the thought of Tobias Merriweather, this downfield threat, Chris Tyree, quick outs, underneath stuff. I like the idea of that. And Jaden Thomas as your, you know, your Heinz Ward, Larry Fitzgerald, that that type of receiver. Not saying he's Larry Fitzgerald, folks. Like that. I just liked how those different talents kind of blended together with Mitch Evans and Holden Stays. I was kind of excited about that room. All right. Um, so with Deion Colsey, but just injury. Jaden Greathouse, Rico Flores, but injuries not developing. I swear you don't listen. You don't listen to what I'm talking about during the like the whole Colsey thing. I mean, he's been hurt all year. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to play hurt sometimes, especially if your team needs you. Like you, you got to. You got to. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's. Sure, I'm sure it's yeah, I'm sure it's a major injury. But um, like the Tobias thing, Tobias not currently working out, and I still have faith in him, but that's a huge blow. Let's talk about the receivers. I'm gonna run here for a second, singer. Okay. Like I'm watching the first couple of series. I'm like, are they trying to turn poor Rico Flores into a number one? Like Rico Flores does not have the physical skill set to to be a, a field receiver. He just doesn't. You know, he doesn't, he's not going to take the top off of defense. And you kind of saw the end result of that. And Sam's first pick this week. Um, but yeah, the receiver group as a whole, Jaden Thomas was clearly hurt this game, clearly yeah. hurt. And he's a guy, like he's a soldier, big fan of Jaden. But he was, you, you kind of noticed him limping at the end of the game. I caught it early, I actually texted you and Tim, like he's hobbling around. And so, and that's the other thing. It's like, you know, with a pulled hamstring, you might have had one thing. Like if you pulled any kind of muscle, it doesn't heal in a week. It just, it doesn't, you know? So I don't think you see Jaden Thomas against USC, unfortunately. There's no way. There's yeah. no way. Yeah, he was, he's, you know, he's a leader. He's an older guy in the room. He's trying to, trying to, you know, make it happen this week. But no, he was hurt. You could see him limping early on. Um. Tyree, man, you know, as bad as the offense played, there was a couple opportunities. Not a perfect ball, but that is a tough catch to make, Singer. You know that, you know. And it's like he is a converted receiver. He's a power five wide – converted running back, power five wide receiver. He should make that catch, but it that was – I felt I felt for everybody. I, I feel for Tyree. Yeah. Someone on the message board – uh, Papa Bear, I'm sure, is watching or listening to this back. Posted on the board and was like uh, upset that uh, that Hartman didn't throw a better ball there. Um, and I, I kind of went ballistic on the board and I was like, of all the things we're going to talk about, that that's where we're going to land, dude. Mike, that ball was perfect. Tyree adjusted to it late. That was the problem. Okay. I don't know if like the lights got in his eyes, but this it was a single high safety. So the safety's running over. You have to put that ball more on the outside shoulder than the inside shoulder. Because what did he do when he threw that fade to Rico Flores? Threw it inside, got picked. Like you can't, 
Like if you're going to put it somewhere, you got to put it more to the outside. I think that was the literally the perfect ball. Tyree right. was I'll, I'll go with it. I'll go with it. I'll go with it. That that play sucked though. You know, we had another long play that was brought back by a uh, you know, hands to the face from a Fisher. I didn't think the officiating was bad. Let's talk about that real quick. Like yeah. the Maris, the Maris face mask, it was out of the play, but by the letter of the law, it's a penalty. Like the 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 Fisher thing wasn't egregious, but it was a penalty. Overall, I didn't think the refs were that bad. Yeah. Um, but you know, back to like Sam. I, we talked about this many, many, many times. It's a theme it, of the show. I, come again? I said it's a theme of the show. Well, he's the reason that – listen, Sam Hartman is the reason that we were so excited for the season, myself included, right? Like, he's the reason. We were like, okay, we're maybe a playoff team. We got this guy. Now, if it's not working out, he's still protected. And I I, I always asked you in the offseason, I'm like, if and when this doesn't go well, who's going to take the blame? And I'm not putting it on Hartman. He's surely a part of it. He's the starting quarterback his sixth year doing it. Uh, but it's been fascinating how the fan base, so many are still protecting Hartman and placing blame everywhere else. I mean, he's certainly, I always love that pie chart. I mean, he's a, yeah. you know, he's a, he's definitely 20% of it. I mean, yep. the receivers are a part of it. Parker's a part of it. I, Mike, I don't know. I, I think it's, the dude, the chat last night, people were going off on Hartman. I think it's honestly, I don't, I don't think it's been like that, to be okay. honest with you. Just in what I'm seeing on the message board. In the YouTube channels, like I, I think that, I think that Hartman's. Yeah. So going forward, you know, going forward offensively, if we could touch on that, let's do it. I would love to see. You know, there we saw play action like once or twice in this game. I only watched the game once. Again, I'm trying to get a house ready to sell, so we've been busy the last couple of days. But, uh, you saw a couple times we did play action. I would love to see Sam Hartman under center play action. Forgive me. I don't know who our starting running back is because Audric Estime didn't get on the field to the third series. But uh, Love is clear, clearly more talented than – I mean, he's – Mike, most – top top five, Mike, ready? Putting you on the spot. Top five – top three most talented players in the team. Physically talented. Hurry up. I'm sorry. You said top three? Top three team wide, top three most talented, athletically gifted players on the team. God, dude. Um, Benjamin Morrison. Morrison, J Love. Jeremiah Love. Um, Marist? Yeah, I was <laughs> I was gonna say Marist. Yeah, yeah. Marist is physically talented. Like guys that flash. Yeah. Right. As as frustrated as you get with Marist and his ability. So I might you, put heart over Morrison, but yeah, go ahead. Just in terms I wouldn't, of, I would not. Just in terms of physical, I, I would go ahead, Mike. Heart doesn't have the change of direction um, to me. His feet kind of get stuck in mud when he has to change direction. Got a shot for Raritan, but yeah, good. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. So love is love is easily our most talented player. I mean, you're, Joe Walt's going to give you a run for your money. You know, Mitch Evans is a fine player, but Jeremiah right. Love is, is different. Stardom. And let's stop doing these ping pong, just jammed up, like uh, running formations and get him something outside, like off tackle, please. And you could still do that out of 12 personnel. Oh, the other thought about wide receivers, too. Mm -hmm. I've heard a lot about their inability to get off press. I've heard about this for years now. We used to blame Del Alexander for not being able to get off press. 
you know, so press coverage, folks, you know, DBs, you. yeah, had, playing your head up, hands on. And it's like they don't really give you a move, and then they just try to get into their route. And I thought about that. I'm mowing the lawn today. I'm thinking about these receivers, and I'm like, why are they doing that? The reason that they're doing that, they don't give you, like, a nice shimmy to shake. They don't have time. They're not fast enough to go, right? So, like, an NFL receiver, an Odell Beckham, like, they'll almost do, like, what would constitute, like, a dance move, like, boom, 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 you know, fancy feet, and then they get into their route. Our guys don't have the speed. Like, they're like, go, go, go. So they don't even give it, give it, give themselves a chance to shake the corner. Am I making sense there? You can be more specific with your setup on your release if I can get into fifth gear now, whereas these guys have to build up. Does that make sense? It does. I've never heard that before. It's I was thought about that. Yeah. So it's like they've got that corner and press. An NFL guy is going to like, you know, they'll, they'll slide inside two steps and then boom, it's almost like a crossover in basketball. Our guys just give a little head nod and go, and it's because they don't have the speed to get on top. Hmm. They're just trying to get into it now. I hope that, yes. I hope that makes sense. When I yeah, no, it does. That's right. interesting. Um, so, Jeremiah Love. I'll pop this up on the screen. He's sick, dude. He's Five sick. rushes, 37 yards, and guys, I mean, he had – Gain of 13, gain of five, gain of three, gain of five, cave in 11. Um, he, he was he was really good. Um, so he had five rushes for 37 yards, two catches for 16 yards on two targets. So that's seven touches. Mike, guess how many snaps he got? Well, how, just off the top of your head, how many think he got on offense? Seven. <laughs> Final answer? Yeah, sure, seven. 12 snaps. So okay. we got like when he pl- gets in, they're like, all right, let's give him the ball. And then well, you know what? he was, dude, he was a gunner on punt team, by the way. Hmm. I noticed that. So he's a gunner on punt team. So I'm telling he might have had seven offensive snaps. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, no, no. This is 12 offense. Okay. This doesn't, this is PFF. They don't include special teams. Not only, I'm telling you, he's the most talented player we have. And I'm not taking anything away from Ostrich, but Audric estimate, but. If you're not going to give Audric the ball 18 to 22 times a game, like that's he's he's not going to be effective, you know. So it's like because he's not like wearing the defense down. It's just not what he. It's just not who he is. Yeah, he's just he's a knockout punch kind of kind of guy. Like it's just not who he is. Like yeah, he sort of sets sets the defense up, and he's been a great player for us. He was the nation's leading rusher, but he didn't play till the third series. So it's like that goes back to again Parker. We threw it. We looked beautiful throwing on our opening series script and we throw a pick and then he freaked out. You know, you were having success with love and then we didn't see him again. You know? All right, Mike, so, we, we have uh, one more uh, sponsor. Um, and then uh, I got to ask you about one player in specific mm-hmm. before the YouTube chat rips my head off because we haven't talked about him yet. And then we're going to get into super chats. So. Um, folks would like to talk to you about the ticket buying process. It shouldn't be as stressful as it is. Once you find that event you want to go to, you got to find the C21, go through the ticket purchase process. It can be stressful, especially if you're looking for last minute tickets. I want to introduce you to our newest sponsor, GameTime. Go to GameTime.co, not .com, folks. GameTime.co. It's a fast and easy way to buy tickets for sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer last minute ticket deals so you can relax and get get hyped for that fun you're going to have use promo code bgi you'll get twenty dollars off your first purchase and uh they will best thing they will guarantee 
uh, the lowest price or they'll refund you 110%. You don't need to plan months in advance since they have deals right up to game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use that promo code BGI for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Uh, Mikey. Uh, Jordan Faison, Derek Galloway is just losing his damn mind in the YouTube chat. We need to talk about Jordan Faison or the cops might get called on us. Um, Jordan Faison, two catches. Let me see how many snaps he had. Um, not very many. Yeah, not very many. Oh, 15. That's actually more than I thought it was going to be. Incredible. Um, yeah. I mean, the third down, the nice hitch where, or the curl where he sits down. It was wide open, but made the nice catch. And then the, you know, the deep route for, yeah, was, no, was I'm cool? sure this week, Notre Dame football media is going to put out a video about Jordan Faison. Wouldn't shock me. And there we're going to, we're going to market the fact that our best player on offense or our best receiver anyway, was a walk on, right. We're going to, we're going to bottle that up. Right. So yeah, I mean, Jordan Faison looked great. Like happy to have him less than ideal, you know, a walk-on who's, I think, here to play lacrosse. I mean, he's clearly a great athlete, can can clearly run. I mean, he looked decidedly faster than any other receiver. It was so funny, Singer, when he caught his first pass, the uh, the announcers, like Joe Ketchatore and whatever, the uh, uh, um, Rogers, they didn't say anything because they didn't even have, like, his name in right. their prep work, right? They didn't even know who he was. Uh, but that's not – it's less than ideal. I mean, Tobias Merriweather not working out. Um, and he, maybe he's a little too young to take blame, but the, just that scenario where him not working out. What's this a, not working out thing, Mike? I haven't heard this. What are you talking about? I mean, just Tobias Merriweather is just not working out. Like it's not – Oh, working. oh, okay. I thought you meant like lifting weights. Okay, got you. But no, no, no. I'm just uh, – yeah, for lack of a better phrase. Got you. Yep. Um He's not there yet, and that real that really hinders the offense because again, you're trying to slide Rico, who's just Rico. Yeah, I mean, we'll find out eventually, but he's like a four six five forty guy. I mean, he's just not. A we really like him as a player. You know, he competes and he's a pro and he, he's tough. I don't uh, like him as a Z. I don't like him as the wide side guy. I like him. No, as the I was like, are we really trying to? It's like so. We're gonna take this is where it's like you get into the here I go. You get into the coaching. And it's just like, oh, Rico made a couple plays last week. It's like, let's start him against uh, against Louisville. And it's like, never mind the fact that he doesn't have the physical, like, he's just not that guy, you know, well, then who played else? that particular role in the offense. But it's yeah, like, well, he was good against Duke. Let's try him here. It's just like, it's so weird, man. Well, who else they can play at Z? Faison? Like, you'd have Tobias to develop, again? like, you'd have to, like, develop Tobias, you know, like, and even, even like Braylon James, like, he Braylon James isn't the savior either, but it's like as how difficult can it be to put him in for 10 snaps a game and just like you're running one of two routes? You know, how difficult can I mean assign have Matt Salerno? Like, folks, you can do stuff like this. Have Matt Salerno on the sideline with a little earpiece, get the call, and then he goes like this yeah. to James. Or he goes like like give him two, like have a different. Sam Hartman's got his own personal coach on the sideline. He looks at Geno after every single snap. So why couldn't you put a kid like Braylon who can actually run and give him a little extra coaching from Matt Salerno, for example? Like, think creatively. Don't just say, oh, Rico played well against Duke. We're going to try him at, at, the, at the field receiver. Like, it's dumb, man. Yeah. All right, we're going to get into Super Chats. All right. Um, we'll do Super Chats for about 
20 to 30 minutes um, before we wrap up the show. I thought Goolsby has really brought it today, folks. Um, make sure you hit that thumbs up. I haven't told you guys to do that yet. Um, it helps support our channel here. Um, whether you're super chatting, not super chatting, totally fine. Just please, we asked to hit the thumbs up. We, we ask that you do that. And of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you have not done so yet, so you can catch much more content um, covering Notre Dame football and recruiting. Uh, the first one that we had today was actually before we even started the show from Robert. He said, love the show, gents. More of a statement. I just want 22 players that want to play every Saturday. Uh, I hope Notre Dame has that. If not, what are we doing here? I hope they're not playing anybody that doesn't want to be on the field. No, I get I get what Robert's saying. Yeah, I mean, that's a certain – we talk again, Mike. We've talked about this for a couple of years now. What Robert's saying is that guys that love football. Guys who need football. Guys that love football. Some some guys that need football. Yeah. They need it. You know, like a Rico Flores strikes me as a guy that loves football, right? That doesn't mean he's going to take the top off of defense, but he's going to – he'll go out there and compete, right? Yeah. So I agree. Rico caught a – I kicked my pass on the first drive. My wife sit next to me. She goes, he's my favorite player. I just really like Rico Flores. And I'm like, it's a, it's a great choice. Rico's a great kid. Really loved covering his recruitment. And uh, Tyler Hork at Blue and Gold did a really good uh, feature story on on Rico and kind of his path to Notre Dame. So I definitely recommend no, a, That was a great story. And again, like looking at his background, football is very important to Rico. Angelo with $5 super chat. Appreciate that. He says Freeman, one of the Utah offense coordinator. He understood he needed experience at the position. Again, we didn't pay and pull the trigger blowout loss to USC is Freeman done. I, I don't know how much you want to address. No, we're, I will not. I will not get into like, is Freeman done? But yes, Freeman uh, should shoulder a lot of this blame. And I do feel like he's been up to this point, whether it's like the 10 men on the field against Ohio state, like this is stuff that's, it's it's unthinkable. It's unthinkable. Mike, go, sorry, go ahead. I was saying like he hasn't really been held to the fire, and I think now you're starting to see his feet get held to the fire. Oh, yeah. Now, in regards to Angela's question about Andy Ludwig, the Utah OC, Utah hasn't been great this year. Why? Because Cam Rising's been hurt. So their experienced quarterback, who can run around, you know, he runs around, um, he's been hurt. Yeah. Um. Just real quick for looking at it through the player lens. What does like if they were to sack uh uh Parker and 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 have Gaduli call plays or something? Is that a big change? Like is that like a like what does that do to the locker room? I don't know, like a mid-season fire. You don't see that a ton at the college level a mid-season like firing or, or ch- big change like that at at the coordinator spot. You don't see that. A ton. You see that much more in professionally, or maybe you guys can tell me I'm wrong, but is that something that's out of the equation for you? Like, I don't think so. No, 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 no. So I, a, I don't think that'll, if anything happens, it'll be a demotion and either like Rudolph has called plays the offensive line coach before he would step up or Gaduli would step up. He's called plays before. So Parker wouldn't get fired. Yeah. He that's what, yeah. I meant demoted. Yeah. Yeah. He would get the demoted, but I mean, if he if he did get fired, it would almost be more impactful, almost in a positive way in the locker room, because you you'd be like, oh shoot, yeah, the, yeah, like this just got real. Like we need to like you know this man just lost his job. He's got to relocate his family. Like players know, especially at Notre Dame. I mean, those yeah. kids are smart. Still doubt it happens, but still doubt it happens. Like like folks want to say, oh, let Gino call plays. Let like guys like 
all I heard last year was anything would be better than Tommy Reese. Anything would be better than Tommy Reese, guys. Like, you just – you can't just change coordinators every two weeks. Like uh, you, No, you but can't. it is it is weird that, like, why is it that you could turn on any game on any Saturday and be like, watch real offense? And it's just like Notre Dame in the recent history, it's like it's, it's, it's Reese's fault. It's this quarterback's fault. It's just like we just don't score points. And I'm almost of the mind where – I wish Tim was on the show with us. I wish Notre Dame would hire. Oh, I can't say that because Reese, I guess, was as I'm thinking about it. But it's like I almost wish we would hire a head coach that played at Notre Dame. I don't know if there's any former players. Like I know Anthony Weaver's a guy I played with. He's coaching in the NFL. But it's like I almost feel like that you almost have to have a head coach that like understands that Notre Dame experience that maybe knows how to push those buttons. Because it just doesn't seem like we quite know what buttons to push. Yeah. Maybe didn't with Reese either, so I don't know. Well, no, maybe. that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying like yeah. as a as a head guy. Okay, it's just interesting. Yeah, Chris says offense is predictable. Sure. No defense fears our receivers, which allows sure. them to protect the box. Uh, how can we hope to attract top tier athletes to play on the outside with our current offensive philosophy? I, mean, I can answer real quick. the The last part is um it's if you're a Notre Dame coach you just say to the top tier athletes see this is why we need you and you'll be able to play right away that's a pretty easy sales job but Mike um thoughts on this yeah great question yes that's all true you know they can just play it's a lot like golden like Al Golden scheme we have got pretty good corners so we can just lock you up and then just blitz right we can just have fun with all the other toys because we know those two leave that question up would you please um oh uh no, it's okay. So we was talking about, you know, loading the box. And he was talking about how do we recruit top tier talent, mm-hmm. right? Let's break that down real quick. Give me 30 seconds. There is a kid that I train. His name is Michael Burt. He's a tight end here in Omaha, Nebraska, Creighton Prep. He's going to University of Iowa, right? He's going to University of Iowa. And I know their tight ends coach pretty well, Abdul Hodge, right? We both came out. He played linebacker. So we, we text, we talk about kids, this and that. And he was like, oh, no, I was tight end you. And I'm like, no, dude, Notre Dame's clearly tight end you. And he's like, no, man. He's like, we don't even recruit the Notre Dame kids. He's like, we don't, we're not recruiting Michael Mayer. We're not recruiting, you know, Raritan. We don't recruit these kids. We develop kids. And I'm like, huh. And it's a different philosophy. So they look for, like, you know, maybe a slightly undersized kid. And they, you know, they, I mean, they put these tight ends in the NFL, the George Kittles, Noah Fance, et cetera, recent history. So when we talk about top-tier talent, Singer, you cramping? Uh, my back's back's just hurting. I'm trying to stretch it out a little bit. Uh, you got to stay hydrated, brother. <laughs> got to. <laughs> but to answer that question, the last thing, this uh, I think is pretty poignant. Top-tier talent. Throw the rankings out. Throw them out. Outside of Cam Williams and Braylon James, those are the only two receivers that I remember in recent history that can actually freaking run. They can run. So find me film of dudes that can run, ratings be damned. Because I can put on Rico Flores' film. I can put on Jaden Greyhouse's film, having been around athletes my whole life. Like the kids, he can't run. Now, obviously, he's fast, but he's not fast, fast. So it's like, forget the ratings. Go get me kids that can run. So we talk about top tier, forget the ratings. Top tier is different than talent. We need guys that can run. Jake R says, uh, Mustaf Goolsby is a new character unlocked. I right. love it. 
Uh, Mike Nolan, appreciate the $2 super chat. And then the 10 says, Goolsby, are you more concerned about the offense or defense going into USC? Oh, we even talked about USC next week. Good God. I watched them play Arizona last night. Arizona's got some great-looking athletes, by the way. They really do. Maybe yep. it's just those white uniforms. Um, I haven't even thought about the USC game per se. It's just a lot of backyard football. That Caleb Williams is so good. He's just out there dicking around, Singer. He's literally dicking around. You know, he's dicking around. Like, it's Carter Nelson, you know, this Notre Dame recruit, right? He's committed to the, the Huskers. He plays eight-man football in the middle of nowhere in Nebraska. He's so good. He could, like, do a, a front flip if he wanted to, like, during a play. Like, that's Caleb Williams. He's a freak. Yeah. Offense, um, I would say that the defense scares me more because we missed so many tackles, and I think that Caleb Williams can and might just embarrass us. If the offense gets embarrassed and the offense plays well, it's kind of a collective thing. But Caleb Williams, and he has that in his DNA, I mean, he could, like, intentionally embarrass us, and that would suck. Yeah. When I first saw this question, I was thinking offense, but now I'm just thinking you could see Notre Dame going like a six-minute drive, get into the end zone, cut it, that 21-7 lead to 21-14, then USC scores in 45 seconds. It's like, oh, oh Yeah, that, that again, the, the way that they play that game last night against Arizona, everything's wide open. It's like, it's like playing ball at recess, like laterals. I mean, it's wild. It's wide open. Mike, appreciate the $10. Uh, my boy Lux ND says the last second game winner, an amazing video, completely overshadowed the offense struggles the last two weeks. This was easy to see coming. Lux, you are in alignment with Mr. Goolsby. Lux, appreciate the uh, $5 super chat. Um, I'm yeah, so that video offended. was us polishing a turd is what that was. I'm so offended. It says better or worse, worse as a team. It's only a question still because we have Hartman and not Pine. Let me read that again. Better or worse, worse as a team. It's only a question still because we have Hartman and not Pine. So because we have Hartman, we can turn it around. That's fair. fair. Just, don't, don't, just don't don't throw three picks. They dropped a, a fourth one, but yeah, I agree. Trash $2 says uh, like, subscribe, and love Mike Mike. Well, thank you, Trash. Always appreciate Thanks, Trash. your support. Theodore says Maris is still starting. Enough said. Yeah, there is an accountability piece to that where, and that's where I, remember Prince Kali, remember him? Remember him, everybody? Mm -hmm. He won the Buckus in high school, was close to a five star, right, Mike? I mean, was he up there? Yeah. Never really saw the field, you know, because he couldn't understand Golden's defense. And I talked about this last week. If, if Marcus Freeman is a world class recruiter, which I still believe, and he's bringing in high end talent multiple kids that can do a lot of different things on defense. Most importantly, they can run. But that's on one hand. And the other hand, you got golden scheme, which is like, a, you know, you got to be a brain surgeon apparently to learn it. Those two things don't compute. You got this high end talent, but you got to be a brain surgeon to run the defense, which is why only reason why you see Marist playing. But Marist hasn't been great. Prior to this Aztec formation this year with him playing outside linebacker now, he was awful last year. And Prince Kali is watching this going, what gives? I'm out of here. I'm homesick. I'm not playing. This guy's stinking up the joint. I'm leaving. I don't blame him. Mm. I don't blame okay. him. How many tackles did he have? Oh, I missed it. Yeah, no, no, I got you. 
Um, he had six, two solos. Yeah, JD had another good game. And we just real quick shout out some players on defense. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, I thought Kaiser flashed. Morrison didn't have a great game. I thought Mills is Mills has been much more steady recently. Much more steady. Like he you see him more in the backfield. Uh Xavier Watts flashed. Patello's been a little bit of a disappointment, man. I was rooting so hard for that dude. You know, coming into the year, you know, I even said on our show, I was like, if he gets double digit sacks, I won't be surprised. But anyway, yeah. Okay. I well, well, yeah, I, I love I love that we have Maris as a player. I really do. And they ask a lot of that kid. But it's like, uh, what's he going to do this week? You know, it's fun or not do. <laughs> Uh, Brian says R1 turnover. What play did Hart get beat on? A simple 7-10 yard hook. Why don't we attack defenses with that play consistently? Pitch and catch. Well, okay. On our yeah, on our, on our one turnover on defense, Hart got beat. And again, people like when I do these breakdowns, Singer. Mm. It's like when you teach kids, like, and I can never work out the screen. But long story short, like if a if a DB's playing off. You were trying to get him to flip his hips and open his shoulders. That's the name of the game. So if he's playing four yards off and I can eat up that cushion with my speed and I can make him nervous and I'm going to go deep and then he flips his shoulders and then boom, I sit down, right? You agree? Third team all conference. Fourth. That's it. C-ball in uh, Florida. So that's, that's like the name of the game, offense and defense. So why can't we do that? Pitch and catch because we can't get it. off the press. We're just getting bullied. But yes, Hart did get beat. He flipped his hips on a six, seven, eight yard stop route because he's get worried about getting beat deep. Flips his hips, come back, comes back, misses the tackle, happens to extend an arm, and just by the grace of God, got his hand on the ball. Not a great play. He was beat and he missed the tackle. He just happened to force. Go watch it back. I swear to God, that's what happened. Brian, appreciate the super chat. Scoop Bruce says. To lessen the pain we endure nearly annually, we need to stop having championship aspirations until we have elite players alongside elite staff. When was the last time we had both? Do we ever again? I mean, he's not wrong. I, again, I don't think our players are that bad. I just think that, um, you know, specific to the offense, because it's a little painful, you know, you have an elite quarterback, right? That's what we're told. You know, you've got an elite offensive line. I believe that still. In the grand scheme of things, our line, you know, they're they're – they're much better than average. But Parker's just got to pick something and pick a lane and stick to it. And then maybe give Hartman the ability to audible. You know, and I like this is simple stuff. Going back to like Salerno telling Braylon James what to do on any given play with a little earpiece. That's entirely possible. Singer, my senior year, I was hurt, broke my collarbones or whatever. And they put me in charge embarrassingly. We were playing some team, and it was some backfield formation. Like when I saw it from the sidelines, I was supposed to wave a towel. You watching me, Singer? Mm -hmm. You know, my coordinator was like, if you see this from the back, like let the guys in the field know. And like it seems so high school, but that was something we did. And our defenses were pretty good back then. So I might, I might even with like Sam be like, okay, first quarter, this is your check. Second quarter, this is your check. You know, like you just that that's already built into his brain. Here's the play call, and then you can check out of this. You know, 
based off of what he sees numbers-wise, whether the box is loaded or not. But, yeah, pick a lane, Parker, and stick to it. Scoobu, appreciate the 10. Chris, add a $5 super chat. Don't see a comment, though, Chris. I'll be looking for you in the comments if you have something you want us to talk about. Theodore said, here's the, the rule so we can all make sure we do not forget a Notre Dame will not be successful with the first-time head coach. That's the only rule. Okay. Yeah. This might be a little bit different because I do think that Freeman's a great recruiter. It's just he's got to get himself caught up in terms of operations game day. Truly. Okay. Theodore, appreciate you. Domer Wop says, just noticed Goolsby Stash. Is he joining the Chicago Fire Department? Goolsby, do you have any uh, updates on your career? No. No. Domer Wop, appreciate you. Tyler Fisher says, uh, Goolsby, do players take uh, do players take USC seriously or break down for another loss Saturday night? Well, I think they absolutely take him seriously. Caleb Williams is the best player in the country and has been for over a year now, You know, going on two seasons. Um, I mean, we're going to lose unless we can score points. Give me a freaking break. <laughs> so it's just like, you could say they put that on the players. They didn't take it seriously. They weren't up for the game, whatever is the case. I mean, some of this is just checkers. Some of it. I mean, and, I, and I'm the first guy to blame players, but our offense is bad. Yeah. I appreciate the last super chat. I think it was from Tyler. Uh, JW Wheels 2000 says, why haven't we brought outside analysts in for offense? Go the old Bama approach. Um, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. And I will say it. I'm not. I'm not saying this is the case, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I live in Nebraska. Scott Frost. Very excited about you know the the golden child coming home right. Um, won a national championship with them as a quarterback, hired all of his boys, and uh, it wasn't good. Now, I do think that Marcus Freeman has a much higher character than Scott Frost. I think he's a, a better man all the way around, but hiring your friends, don't they say that, Singer? Don't go into business with your friends, right? It's just that's as much of a historical track record, not having success hiring your friends as maybe a first-year head coach at Notre Dame. That's why I think we would do well in real estate together because we're not friends, Mike. So that's it. Never even met you. <laughs> he's not. He's not lying. Uh, Theodore says, "Goolsby, if you are one, if you are were one of the players that really pushed for Mark Freeman to be hard, wouldn't you play for him hard? Are these players letting him down?" No, I think it's the other way around. I mean, I think that Freeman's letting them down, and we talk about so yeah, and I think our guys play hard. I mean, I think they do. Yeah. But I've been in games to answer Theo's question. Like, you know, we're specifically like USC. You know, you'd go into halftime, maybe down by a touchdown and wind up losing on by 38. And that wasn't on us as players. That's on the coaches for a lack of adjustments. And we always talk to fans love to throw around no adjustments, no adjustments. But it's like this game goes in 7-7. And then the second half has a completely different story. That's on coaches. So I don't think it's the players not playing hard, but these kids aren't stupid either, Theo. Like if they know they brought a knife to a gunfight schematically, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Theodore, appreciate the super chat. Charlie Weiss's last belt loop says, 
we finally had receivers that is able to get open in phase on and we don't see him again after the touchdown. Why is this with Notre Dame? They did the same to Tobias and in, in last year. Well, Tim Hyde touched on this a lot last night. Like, yeah, we rotate like crazy. We rotate like crazy. Um I don't I don't have that answer. I mean, phase on to me, just watching it again, watching tape, like he looks much faster than any other receiver that I've seen. And that's yeah. Tobias included. Yeah. Tobias had one catch in 2022. I don't know what this guy's talking about, by the way. Same thing with Tobias. He had one catch last year. Charlie? A walk-on walk already has more than he did last year. Theodore with another one. He says, they are playing estimate wrong. When you run him out of shotgun, his first step is stand still. If they played under center, first step is forward. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I mean... That's him stand him standing still, that little lateral step. He's waiting for these blocks to develop. But gosh darn it, dude. Like our inside run game, it's like a an intersection in Times Square, dude. It's just there's so much movement. I'm like, how could anybody find a seam in there? And I'm a big put if I was gonna blow up the offense singer, I would put Hartman under center. I'm going with two backs. Forget this five-headed monster. That was cool against Central Michigan. We Never got two backs. We got we got Estime. We got Love. I start Love just to light a fire under Estime's ass, and I think he likes that underdog role. And then you're running inside zone with Estime. He can run outside zone, but you're running inside outside zone with Love, and throw a bootleg in there. And then we got tight ends dragging over the top. It's not that complicated. You could do that out of twelve personnel. You could do it out of an ace formation. If I was going to blow up the offense and start over, that's exactly what I would do. Pro style. I formation just not David even. Sherwin. No, I'm talking about estimate is seven and a half yards deep. Sam is under center, and we're going boot. So you know Sam's going to take the ball and he's going to he's going to meet he's going to meet estimate. Mm-hmm. And then I keep it. Oh, and then I hit Raritan on a drag over the middle when I pull the ball. Yeah, you know you stress that defense out with Love. He puts his foot in the ground. I can't believe we haven't seen Love just crease a run yet with his ability, and it's because everything's so gunked up with these formations. Yeah, yeah. Theodore, appreciate the super chat. Joe Medina, I am not reading that, but I appreciate it. I, I chuckled, but I'm not, I'm not reading that. Um, I'll read it. What do you say? Uh, anyways, I got my iPhone down here reading that. Goolsby, who would you F, Mary kill, Singer, Horka, Hyde? Do you want to play the game, Mike? The Goolsby? No. Or, yeah. No. So you said you want to read it. Oh, you said you're going to read it on your phone. I thought you said yeah, you were yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So Charlie uh, clarifies after Tobias got his one catch in 2022, we didn't see him again. Is what I'm saying. Hopefully this clears up what I meant. Have a good night. No, it's all good. It's all yeah. good, buddy. Sorry, I'm worked up. Um, again, Joe, appreciate the super chat. Charlie, appreciate the the, the follow up super chat there. Uh, Tim, very generous, $15 Super Chat, says, if not Parker, then who? Gadouli, bring in someone new. Is it wise to start cleaning up house midseason? Yeah. We can't touch on this. I mean, I, I think, Mike, if the if you lose to USC, get blown out, then, like, lose again, maybe. But I, 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 I just think, I just, yeah, I just think with Parker, it's just like, I think he's overthinking it. I just think he's overthinking it. It's like, look at your two backs, look at your tight end group. You know, let's just stop overthinking it. And like, you know, like I said, after Sam threw that first interception, it was just like, like, listen, Singer, forget real estate. We're going to open up a restaurant. All right. Okay. 
You can come up with a name while I'm while I'm uh, spitballing here. All right. But let's just say we're going to open up an Italian joint, right? What's going to, we're going to try and make the best, you know, six to 10 pasta dishes possible, you know, make them perfect. Mm. We're not going to try and like, oh, like opening night, it didn't go well. We had a plate sent back. We're not, now we're not going to start making cheeseburgers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, oh, okay. Well, cheeseburgers aren't selling. It's like, well, maybe well, now it's, we open up on Sunday. By Wednesday, we're trying to make pizza or we're trying to freaking serve Chinese food. Like pick a lane. So like everything that he does in that game plan, it's just like there's no flow. And it's like stop overthinking it, Jared. You got good players. Tim, appreciate the super chat. And uh, yeah, not much gets me going more than just a good illustration like that, Goolsby. So I appreciate it. What's the name of the restaurant, by the way? Mike and Mike's Bistro. Okay, perfect. Put that on my ass. You like it? It's perfect. It's perfect. Bistro's wide open. A lot, a lot of room for interpretation. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Matt says, this is what you get when you settle for Parker. I feel for free after Andy Ludwig interview disaster buyout was stopping was stopping the run on the D-line or linebackers. Honest to God, Matt, I can't give you an accurate answer because I, I did. I, I'm in the middle of trying to sell a house, and I only watched the game once. Um, off season fodder, Mike, like put this on a, just a, a notepad, like Tim Hyde and I see linebacker play completely different. So like the, the, the second time that we got gashed on that touchdown run and we just love to get gashed on offense. We love it. I put that on Maris and he was like, no, he filled the a gap. Like he should have. It's on DJ Brown. I'm like, okay. You know, so at the end of the day, to answer Matt's question, generically speaking, stopping the run is on the linebackers. Even if my defensive lineman screws up, I am behind him. I have to make him right. My job isn't to be a robot and fit where somebody else already is. Playing linebacker, Matt, is playing running back. But as opposed to avoiding the tackle, I'm trying to make it. It's the same thing. You find error. All right, guys. Uh, that's the last call Super Chats. This one from Theodore, we're going to call it there. Um, so we got 12 super chats to get to. Uh, so please, no more super chats. We love you guys, but Goolsby's got things to do. Uh, Matt says, okay, we already just got this one, Matt. Thank you. Uh, boom, boom. Charlie Weiss. Okay, another one. Uh, Mr. Goolsby, as a former captain, what advice would you give the team, especially since it seems the team is regressing every week? What? Why is this? Thank you. So, uh, Goolsby. Uh I did say, yeah, gosh, I just probably just deal with my unit, just deal with my unit. But it's it's tough as a former captain to like motivate or call people out if you're playing bad too. That's makes it's that's a very slippery slope. So if I'm not like JD's played well the last couple of weeks because of that, JD Bertrand has earned the right to call out his teammates. Um, but yeah, you, all you can do, man, is focus on your unit. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. You can't affect, I mean, in this world of football and egos and all of this, like you cannot say anything about coaching, you know? So like, there's going to be whispers in a locker room about play calling or whatever, but you just have to toe the line. So as a player, you just focus on your unit and try and hold people accountable. 
Tim says, uh, keep it simple, stupid. There you go. Yeah. I mean, let's think about Reese. Like, at least he had it. The identity was pretty clear. You know, I feel like they would just, they ran the ball and threw it to Michael, Michael Mayer. Hey, but real quick, Sarah, didn't I say that last week? Didn't I not say that? If you changed Mitch's jersey number to 87, it looked like like what we've seen from the offense recently is pine to mayor. It is instead it's Hartman to uh to Mitch Evans. It's, it's really the same all, offense. It's all Hartman has. It, it, it's incredible. Boilermaker D73 said my dad is recruiting coordinator. A very generous $20 super chat. Appreciate that. He says my dad is recruiting coordinator for Big Ten School. His comments, terrible receiver, play bad coaching. Fan base won't tolerate this much longer. This is an eight and four team. So his dad's a recruiting coordinator for Purdue. Let's look him up. Boilermaker. <laughs> Way to be discreet, buddy. No, I mean, I agree across the board. I agree. And I thank you for the uh thank you for the super chat. But yeah. Uh, super chat earlier. How do we find top tier talent at the wide receiver position? Throw out the rankings, use AI, use analytics, whatever. Find me guys that can run. That's all I care about. Boilermaker, though, appreciate the uh, generous uh, super chat. Mike says, uh, still believe in Marcus. Uh, what does um, Mike Willsby say about how does he create a culture of accountability in players and coaches? This is. I'm, I'm glad that this came up and I want to spend a little time on this if I can, Singer. Yeah, of course. I played for a coach in Tyrone Willingham who had all of this messaging, like all this messaging all the time. And I've, I've told that story on this podcast before. At Up until when Tyrone Willingham came into Notre Dame, I hadn't started. And I felt like I should have got a shot at starting as a sophomore. In his first meeting with the team, he was talking about whatever he was talking about. And I was like, dude, I don't drive with any of this. You know, I'm here to play football and compete for a national championship. Like, I come from a good family. I don't need another father figure, right? Like, I just want to win and get to the league. And a lot of what Freeman, like this one day, one life thing, it's all fine and well, Singer. But, like, don't forget, like, that you need 11 guys on the team. So you can't be too into the clouds with all this messaging and this fluffy, like feel good type stuff. You can't get too into the, like the, the hype and the videos and all this stuff. You can you know, like this is football at the end of the day, this is football. So it's a, so sometimes it's like, forget the messaging. It's like focus on football execution, forget anything else. Mike, appreciate the uh, the ten dollars. Uh, Nathan said, "How does the O line get progressively worse since Ohio State?" That's an interesting one. Yeah, That's we didn't talk about that line much today. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I think like Blake Fisher in particular was another like highly touted top tier talent, and he's you know he's never had great feet. And he was a little out of shape, or understandably so. And yeah, I mean, Fisher's coming back was right about that as well. Fisher's going to come back. Um, let's break this down. Fisher's going to come back. I don't think he's that great of a player. I just don't. You know, is he a third-round pick, something like that? Sure. But he's not what you were told he was. Joe Walt still is. And I know Joe Walt got, set, got put on his tushy this game. I do think he got his foot stepped on. You don't go down like that unless you got your foot stepped on. I Again, I've only watched the game once. 
I've no I've no concerns with Joe Alt. I yeah. don't think Blake Fisher is that great. I don't think that either of our guards are that great, and I don't think that Zeke Carell is that great. I think that Zeke Carell is like a you know above average college football player. Um, I never liked Rocco. I like Charles Jagasaw. You I, called for him to be playing. I think I thought year. I still think he might. I mean, shoot, if we're gonna move poor Billy Shroud from left guard to right guard in the same game, you're telling me you can't you know get Jagasaw some run at, at right guard? Hell, I'd kick you know Fisher down to guard and I'd put Wagner at right tackle while we're at it. I mean, you're, you're looking for the best athletes, the biggest best athletes. So to answer that question. How did we get worse? I don't know if we did. We just played better teams. And Tim Hyde and I have been talking about this. The first four teams that everybody got so excited about were uh, like they were bad teams. They were bad. And now you're playing quality teams and we don't look as good. Yeah, And sometimes, I mean, there's only five offense linemen. They can't block seven guys. This so, is true. So, yeah, I think, again. But some of that's on the quarterback then. I mean, that's the NFL. Hot route. Boom. You know? Some of that's on the offensive coordinator for, you know, so, yeah, We're on the receivers, right? Doesn't Getting it sound like, though, bro, like to have a check or an audible or something, it just makes – if we're going to see the type of boxes we see and a run was called, an inside run in particular, and we can't get out of it, that's the stuff a previous super chatter was like, do, co- do, do players lose faith in coaching or whatever? How do you motivate them? That's the stuff where these kids aren't stupid. They're watching the same film today that we we you know that we saw. They're like, why is coach calling this? It's third and three. They've got, you know, they got the freaking mascot playing a strong safety. There's 12 guys out here, and we still have to run this play. Those kids aren't stupid. Yeah. Garth with two dollars said, I think we miss Bayless more than we are letting on. Freeman's program. Appreciate it. Garth, uh, Sojo says, Goolsby, from a player's perspective, what happens at halftime inside the locker room? Generically speaking, it's uh, it's very quiet. You kind of go in there, use the restroom or whatever, and you just sort of sit there. I mean, if he's asking, you just kind of sit there. Um, and everybody's kind of yelling or whatever. Like, there's chirping between players. It's just a bunch of platitudes, you know, like a lot of nothing being said. And then you wait for your coach to come back because they kind of huddle. The players are in the locker room. Coaches are off doing their thing. They come back with a couple talking points, and off you go. And nothing really happens. You know, it's like halftime adjustments. College gives you enough time to do it. The NFL, in the NFL, like you go to – you take a leak, and you're right back out there in the NFL. I mean, a lot more of these checks and, and adjustments that we love to talk about, those are made, they need to be made during the game. Theodore, or prior uh, to the game, if this doesn't work, then then. If this, if this doesn't work, then we go here. Versus like, it seems like Parker's just like going down his playlist, like, nope, 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 maybe. Nope, nope. It's like, there needs to be a natural progression built into a game plan. Theodore says, same under center, run the old Stanford formation with extra tackle, runs to the wide side with lead blocker, also play actions, not that hard. I agree, yeah, we don't see any play action. Yeah. And we've already seen Sam under center earlier in the season. Yeah. And last but certainly not least, Hank just says, I love the show, go Arsh, and I believe in Freeman. So, Hank, we're with you. So, Ghouls, any uh, closing thoughts? Anything you want to wrap us up with tonight? I think... um... 
my closing thought would be of all of the things it would be to it would be to to marcus just to be like forget the messaging because now he's going to be like this is what we've talked about it's it's you know what do you do when 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 you're down like it's all this fluff it's fluff and like th- this is another opportunity for him to get into that kind of like fluffy messaging and it's like throw all that crap out and let's just focus solely on execution focus solely on football this isn't about motivation it's not about you know the quote of the day it's just focus on execution because that's what football is it just that that'd be my message and as far as usc goes you know it's the same kid we're playing against that that we want a Heisman for. Um, he's fun to watch, but in a lot of ways, like he's everything that's wrong with college football. And he's the same kid that had the fu on his face. He still paints his fingernails. And um, somebody just get a clean hit. Somebody get a clean hit on this kid. That's all I can say as far as SC. Uh, I'm not optimistic about it. I am if we get a clean hit on him. <laughs> Just somebody smack that kid. Somebody, you know. He's but he's 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 the real deal. He's he's pretty special. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna put it there. Folks watching on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up. Subscribe to our channel if you have not done so yet. Podcast, if you enjoy the podcast, please leave a five-star review. Again, only if you enjoy it. And uh, you know, let us know why you you do um, like listening to the pod and uh, yeah, head to blueandgold.com. Goolsby, I'm sure will be, you know, posting on the, th- posting on a thread at, you know, God knows what hour of the night or morning I should say. Sure. As Goolsby does at times. And, uh, and yeah, you'll see some good recruiting updates, you know, uh, all sorts of coverage of the football team. So please go to blueandgold.com $1 for one month to get you started on the website. Again, that's going to do it there. Appreciate you folks for watching or listening and make it us a part of your day. We will catch you guys next time. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.